0: What's up, everyone? My name is Paige.
1: And I'm Emily.
0: And we're both bugs splayed out on Edward Cullen's windshield after he was careening down the highway at 247 miles per hour.
1: And you're listening to Tuesdays After Twilight.
0: Amazing. That sounded amazing.
1: <laughs> I'm just leaving you saying that in.
0: I uh, I just really felt like a like a news broadcaster. Like, I feel like I could be delivering weather at channel 47 at 6 p.m.
1: Yeah it was very professional of us um when I was hanging out with Remy yesterday she was like it really kills me how sometimes Paige will say something absolutely ridiculous and you're just like yeah so anyways Edward (laughs) I was like I guess I straight up was like I've known Paige for so long that like her level of ridiculous I'm kind of used to
0: (laughs) it's true and also sometimes I feel like we kind of like you know, we just chat and chat and chat, but then we kind of just say goofy things and it gets edited out. So our actual conversation isn't in there, but it did happen.
1: True, true. There is a couple times where I've edited it out. Although I leave most things in, I will say. Unless there's like information that compromises you or myself.
0: Um, what about when you edit it out, keep uh keep on going, fight, fight, fight. That was compromising to you and me, honestly. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> Anyways, how are you? How's your day, Paige?
0: Um, well, my new tattoo that I got two weeks ago is in the itchy phase, so I'm uh, feeling pretty itchy.
1: Yeah, yeah, been there. Both of my tattoos are small, so I can't even imagine how it is with that bigger one.
0: It's not horrible. Like, the one on my arm is... The biggest one that I have I think and that one was really itchy um but this one's definitely it's definitely it's definitely getting some itch in there
1: yeah um as Paige knows I'm drinking a margarita in a can right now my sister got it for me it's like well she got like a six pack and she was like okay you got to try this it's called cut water cut water lime tequila margarita it's all right um, I'm, I'm hair of the dogging it a little bit because I got absolutely hammered the other day on accident. Listen, listen, people. If you are trying to get drunk on something that tastes like a Reese's peanut butter cup, do I have a show for you. VeggieTales reference. Anybody? Anybody? There's this thing called Screwball, and it's peanut butter flavored whiskey, and it is so fucking good that you don't have to mix it with anything, which is good and bad (laughs) because you're just sitting there drinking it fucking chilling alone by yourself on valentine's day and then suddenly you're like let me call everyone i ever had a relationship with (laughs) i didn't do that but i thought about it i did think about it
0: have you ever had soju no what is it i've never even heard of it okay it's amazing, first of all. It's basically, it's Korean liquor. It comes in a green glass bottle, and it, they have all different kinds of fruit flavors. My favorite one, and I think probably the most popular one, is the white grape, which I am a, a fiend for white grapes. I love a green grape, you know? So, is it green grape or white grape? I thought
1: there was just green and red, but there might be white. I don't know. There's fucking purple carrots. What do I know? I mean green
0: grapes. I don't know where white came from. Well, they make white wine. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, it's green. It, the green grape flavor. Um, It is so good. And I want to say it's like a corn liquor. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But it is It is sweet. It is so tasty. The flavors are so bold. 10 out of 10 would recommend, but it's, I think it's a vodka. I think that that's the kind of liquor it is and it hits you hard, but it tastes really, really good. So I would recommend it.
1: If it is vodka, I'm going to have to hard pass. <laughs> vodka makes me sick. Every single time that I've thrown up because of liquor, it's because I had too much vodka, but I respect you. I like that choice and hopefully it's like rum or something so I can have some, Um, you know what? Nobody take this fucking idea. I will send my lawyers after you if you take this fucking idea. Why haven't they made Haritos alcoholic yet?
0: I think there, I think there's nothing stopping you from getting a jug of tequila. Um, my favorite one, it, it's the one with the, the skeletons on it. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Tequila or Harito? Tequila. Oh, no, I do not. It starts with an E. It's really good. Um, it's affordable, but good. Uh, get a Get yourself a, a you know a portion of tequila. Get yourself some horitos. Mix them together. I don't. Know the, what's stopping you? Nothing's
1: stopping me, but I'm saying just put it in the bottle for me, so I don't have to do all the work. You're right. And they would make bank off that, I feel like. Now, the only tequila I really drink is Jose. One time in college, I tweeted, like, I thought me and Jose were cool, but it turns out he's a fucking asshole. And everyone knew what I was talking about. Oops. (laughs) That's how I knew that I had had a rough night, because everyone knew what I was talking
0: about. Yeah. I gotta say, my, the very... I want to say it was probably the first mixed drink I ever had and one that I will stand by and I might get some hate, but I think it's good. Tequila and squirt. My go-to drink for like ever
1: was whiskey and seven up, which a lot of people think is gross. So I'm with you.
0: I've only ever had one. Is that called a a seven and seven? That's what it's called.
1: I always just called it a whiskey seven. It could be a seven and seven.
0: I've only gotten one of those from, like, a bar that's in a uh, music venue sort of a thing, and it was so bad. And I had gone with uh, Boyfriend of the Pod, Danny, and... (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead! And um, we... I was like, I want to get like a, like a nice, you know, cocktail, but I don't really know. I never, I never get cocktails. Like I'll never get a cider, you know, and I don't want a fucking an angry orchard because I'm not going to spend $8 for an angry orchard. And he was like, oh, you should get a seven and seven. And I'm like, what is that? And he's like, it's so good. It's whiskey and seven up. I'm like, okay, I know Emily really likes that. So that's what I'll get. And I got it. And I was like, Ooh, I don't like this. And he was like, you don't like it? I'm like, it's not good. And I, I gave it to him. And he was like, this is really bad. This is not good. You should not base your opinion on this. So I think that for those who think it's bad, you need to try a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had two thoughts in response to what you said. And I can't remember the second one. Well, it's gone now, um for those of you who are just dropping in, maybe don't know the whole backstory of our lives, just to clarify, Boyfriend on the Pod, Danny is Paige's boyfriend. Ya bitch Emily is still fucking single, so all my single ladies out there, it's okay you're not alone unless I'm alone, which is definitely possible.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's possible. I think you i you know I think there's always going to be another one out there. And also, I heard I heard a little birdie told me that you're talking to like 18 people right now, so you know your options are still open.
1: <laughs> Listen, Bumble is like a weird adult playground, but then you don't ever leave the playground, especially during a pandemic. Like it's all—it's actually a turnoff to me when like after like four messages, guys are like, "So you want to hang out this weekend?" I'm like, first of all, we're in a panoramic. Second of all, no. <laughs> I am not crazy. I want to like get to know people before I hang out. Not saying that if you want to hang out with people right after you meet them, you're crazy. Because some people are totally down for that. For me, I have had bad experiences with that. So for me, it's a crazy idea. But I support you if you're into it. However, howsoever, <laughs> wear a mask.
0: You know, I think you're right. I think being in a parabola right now, it just it really helps force people to have a conversation like I've been I was talking with this guy for years and years and years and he was one of those guys where it would be like he would talk to you for like a month and then he would drop out for like a year and then he would show up out of the blue just be like hey what's up And I'm like you still remember me because we haven't talked in like a year but he messaged me like in May of last year he's like hey I'm gonna be in Fort Collins you want to hang out and I'm like no Why would I? We're literally in a problem right now. And he was like, "Oh man, like you really think it's real?" I'm like, "Yes, I do. And if you're not willing to like accept my boundaries about it, I don't even want to talk to you."
1: tweet. I have nothing to add. That was exactly what I would have said too. Mm -hmm. My head feels like it weighs approximately 20 pounds more than normal. So I feel like we should jump into this chapter. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. So this so this last week we read chapter ten theory. What did you think of this chapter page?
0: Honestly, like if we're being honest, I'm not gonna say that I wasn't impressed. Just nothing really stood out to me. It was kind of exactly what I thought was gonna happen. There was the one thing that I am excited to talk about is this weird ending that this kind of seems open-ended, and there's not really, like, closure to it. I don't really know. I don't really know what's happening at the end of the chapter. But the first, you know, 10 to 12 pages of it just seemed pretty straightforward. It's kind of exactly what I was thinking the conversation with Bella was going to go like. So it didn't really captivate me as much as other chapters, but, I mean, it wasn't horrible. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of just, like, quick and
1: breezy. Like, I feel like I just moved right through it, and... I'm ready for the next one. I thought about doing two, but the next one's long. So I was like, "Eh, I can't really get away with that. All right. So we left off the last chapter with Edward and Bella getting into the car after their little first date in Port Angeles. Um, And Edward told Bella that it was basically time for her to fess up and say what her new theory was about what kind of creature he is. So as we know, Bella kind of stalls. And she asks some questions before she um, goes into the theory. So she asks how Edward knows that she didn't go into the bookstore and he says, I followed your scent. And then she asks about the mind reading thing. Um, And he, as we know, I mean, we've seen this conversation before. I think that's part of it too, Paige, is like, it was exactly what we were expecting because the bulk of this chapter is a conversation we've already read,
0: you know? Yeah. And like, all of Edward's reactions are exactly how I predicted them. Like, even from our last episode, it's just like, oh, Edward freaking out about Bella knowing the truth is exactly how he responds throughout this entire chapter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So Edward kind of explains, you know, it's just him and he can do it better with, like, less distance. And the more he knows a person, the easier it is to read their mind. And then Bella gets upset because she thinks she's a freak because Edward can't read her thoughts, and Edward kind of laughs at that. And then Bella freaks out and says, holy crow, funny again the second time.
0: <laughs> I forgot about it, and I read it, and I was like, ah, oh, classic Bella Swan. I did not forget about it.
1: <laughs> Rent free, baby.
0: Um, I like that after she says, holy crow, she says, holy crow, she gasped. I panicked. I just, I love because when I read Holy Crow, I had the opposite of panic. I was overjoyed.
1: <laughs> True.
0: Um,
1: so she yells at Edward about his speed, and he is unmoved. He thinks, like, to him, he really is driving slow. But didn't she say he's going, like, 80 when he slows down, quote unquote?
0: Oh, when he slows down, yeah. Well, originally, I think he's going over 100 miles per hour.
1: yeah. It's insane. I'd be pissed too. As we said when we were at Twilight.
0: Like I'm not I'm not upset with him doing that for himself. Like, you know, if you're immortal, you do you, you endanger your own life. I guess I guess it's easy to forget these things when you've literally been doing this for I don't know, however long cars are have been around, you know? But that was one thing that I kind of chuckled at, because at one point he says like I've never gotten into an accident I've never even gotten a speeding ticket I'm like I don't know if I believe that because like the cars cars were invented in like the 20s or something or like the 1800s I, I don't want to sound like an idiot I actually don't know but I'm picturing like the early cars and like how there was no street lights anywhere or anything like you really didn't crash into anything when you were trying to figure all this out I know you had nothing to live for but No one else kind of, like, knew what they were doing either. So it just seems, like, seems kind of unbelievable to me.
1: I like that energy. (laughs) Howsoever. I would like to say, I just feel like as you get more of a glimpse on how vampire minds work and how much they can think about at one time,
0: Mm. you're going
1: to be like, oh. Because I feel like driving to them is, like, blinking. Like, they don't have to, like, share any brain power. Towards it.
0: That's how I feel like if I'm driving home from work. You know, <laughs> like I get into my car and then I'm in my driveway and I'm like, I have no memory of getting here.
1: <laughs> oh my god, so true. <laughs> and then you're like, was I a danger on the road? <laughs> Am I supernatural? <laughs> <laughs> Am I Edward Cullen?
0: Let me try and read your mind right now. Think of something really strongly. Um, okay. Pork chop. I was thinking of
1: sweet potatoes, but you were close.
0: I'm on the sa- I'm I'm on a roll right now. Like I'm getting there. I'm getting close.
1: Yeah, you could have sweet potatoes with pork chops, like with some brown sugar.
0: Mm-mm. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um.
1: So finally, Edward is fed up with all the stalling that Bella's is doing, and he's trying to get her to say her theory. And he's like so nervous, like. It's like killing him. This is what I would just like to say, and I can't speak for the entire OCD community. However, this is what it's like when you have like a thing that is like driving you crazy with your OCD. Like when I'm like, where the fuck is my birth certificate? And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like at work. So I'm like, oh, I can't check where it is now. And then like, you're thinking about it. And then you like get home and your cats are like in your way. And you're like, move, move, move. I got to find my birth certificate. Like, that's how it is. And that's he's having the exact same thing. He's like, I don't care, I don't care. Just tell me, just tell me what it is. Just tell me.
0: I mean, I can't, I can't speak on. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. But I mean, it sounds right to me. I can't argue with it. <laughs> um,
1: save water, take Prozac. Okay, so she says that she got the theory from Saturday at the beach, and. Um, At first, like, this doesn't ring any alarm bells in Edward's head because he doesn't remember the name Jacob Black. And then he does connect it to Ephraim Black. He says, a descendant, no doubt.
0: When he said the name Ephraim, I was like, this man is old. That is an old-ass name. That's like (laughs) Jedediah.
1: It is, but I'm like, he says a great grandson maybe but I'm pretty sure it's just his grandpa now I'm gonna look it up because I don't know oh my god literally <laughs> listen to this every single I want you listeners to know this every single Tuesday so me and my sister are like really close like we text all the time and every Tuesday she texts me and then is like are you okay why aren't you answering and then at inevitably at some point she says it's Tuesday and I'm like when will you remember <laughs> That I'm recording a podcast. My okay.
0: only, my only, um, guess is that as a newish mother. Hold I on, my soul just t- left my fucking body. <laughs> I sur- I just fucking typed Ephraim
1: Black into the Google search bar, and you want to know what came up? What? Ephraim Black and Bella Swan fan fiction. No.
0: <laughs> no. I'd rather you just throw your whole phone away.
1: I am so disgusted. Okay, let me look at his lineage. What were you saying? I'm sorry, new mother?
0: I was just saying um, that with taking care of an infant, I feel like you just kind of forget what day of the week it is. I I can't say for from experience, but that would be my guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair. Okay, William Black Sr. Who's this guy? Okay, here we go. Black Family Tree, this is what I need. Okay, it's, like, in fucking script. I can't read it. Okay. Okay, yeah, he is... Okay, here's Jacob. There's Billy. Yeah, so he is Jacob's great-grandfather. So he is old as shit. I like that name Ephraim, though.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's good. I just... Do you ever, you ever hear a name and you're like, oh, that's an old person name?
1: Yes, but I also think it's hilarious when, like, p- people name their kids with things that I'm like, that's not a child, but it literally is a baby, like... I don't know, I'm trying to think of one, like... Deborah, Charles, I don't know, or, like, yeah, Deborah, or, like, anything like that, where I'm like, I cannot picture a baby named that, you know?
0: Like, my mom, her name is Brenda, which is a perfect mom name, I love that, you know? But I'm just picturing a baby Brenda, I just can't do it.
1: Yeah, it's cute, it's just funny, like, I don't know. I think it's, like, 80s names, too, as part of it. So, basically... In Edward Cullen's brain right now is that noise when there's, like, a flood where it's, like, meh, 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 He's fucking freaking out. I know that you said all his reactions were, like, what you thought they were going to be. What did you think of, like, his reaction here when he, basically when he realizes that Bella knows the truth?
0: It was, it, I really, I really actually really liked that. There's so many sentences in on this page that are like three words long. It's just like his brain being speechless, not knowing how to process the information, because you know, like a lot of things that have been going on, he can't read Bella's mind and doesn't really know what's going on. So he's like, oh, you know, it's probably fine. It's probably okay. And then it's literally his worst nightmare. And he's like, I don't even know how to respond to this. I have no I have no basis for how I should be reacting or thinking. So I'm just going to go blank right now. And that's pretty much what's happening, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I sympathize with that and empathize with that. Because sometimes I'm like, System overload, you know. Mhm. I feel like we all do that sometimes.
0: Yeah. Sometimes, also, when you hear information you don't want to hear, it's like I'm just gonna pretend like I didn't and pretend like it's not real.
1: Yeah, it's like all those memes where it's like I lurked and found something I didn't like. <laughs> so true.
0: <laughs> God damn it! You want to hear it? Want to? He- I mean, I've already told you this, but I'm just gonna share it with the with the listeners. I think my biggest bummer of the week. So. Um, I have this friend from college who we've recently rekindled our friendship, um, this past year and he comes into Chipotle fairly-ish often. I've, I've seen him a couple times and I saw him one time and I messaged him on Instagram and I was like, Hey, like, if you ever, if you ever coming in at Chipotle, please just shoot me a message. And like, I will, I can get, I can make your food and give it to you for free. Like don't, you don't have to pay for Chipotle if I'm working. And he was like, Oh my gosh, like that's so generous. And I have seen him three times since then paying for food. I saw him just this past week doing it. And we like ran into each other at the cash register and it was like, Oh, Hey, what's up? Oh, nothing much. Okay, have a nice rest of your day. Bye. And it's just, if I had a friend who, what, what's your, what's your favorite place to eat at? That's like quick and easy? In and out. If you had a friend who worked at In and Out and told you, "If you want free In and Out, just shoot me a message," would you do that? Yes, I'd be
1: there every Thursday.
0: That's what I'm saying. If I had a friend who was like, "Hey, I work at Sonic. The next time you want to go to Sonic, just shoot me a message to see if I'm working," because they—that's so easy. You just be like, "Hey, are you working?" Like, you know, it's not like they're—it's not like they're reaching out without you even offering it. I literally offered it. Like, just let me know. Like, I'd love to hook it up for you. He would rather pay for food than shoot me a message. I'm like, okay, that's a bummer. That's some bullshit. I'm sorry.
1: So at this point, Bella gets kind of worried about Jacob and that, like, Edward's going to be mad at her, which is not unfounded because he literally says, I suppose this meant I was now free to slaughter the small, slaughter the small defensive tribe on the coastline where I so inclined. The fuck?
0: What did you, What do you have thoughts? That part made me cringe. I read that and just so the listeners know, um, Emily and I called each other on Sunday to do like edits for last week's episode or yeah. Last, yeah. When you guys listened to this last week. Um, and you had said something to the extent of like, there's a part that made me like do a double take kind of like, what was that? And I thought that it was that specific line because I was just like, I don't like that. Why the language? I don't like it. Like you, especially pointing out the word slaughter. I'm like, great to great to think that you consider these actual humans like animals, basically. Right. And yeah, just very un- unsettling and I don't like it.
1: Yeah, it was horrific.
0: And it's like, like the whole,
1: did you understand the whole treaty thing? Was that explained in Twilight? I can never remember.
0: It, I don't think it has really been, been explained. I just kind of my brain wants to say like as long as peace is kept, the secret will be kept kind of a thing. Like as long as you're not killing people and like people are safe, then nothing is gonna be shared. That's kind of the vibe that I got.
1: Right, that's exactly it. So basically the parameters of the treaty are that like um the clones are not allowed to like um bite a human. Or whatever, and they are not allowed to go on Quileute land. And then in return, the Quileutes won't tell anyone what they are.
0: I just think it's it's kind of outlandish to think, you know, like this treaty made sense when it was established at the time, and the Collins are reliable and trustworthy people. So we know, so far that I know. Um, but like you said, Ephraim is Jacob's great grandfather. So, for i don't know like eighty ninety years, maybe even longer, there's been no incidents so Jacob being a literal fifteen year old how is he supposed to like know that this is not just a story you know i don't i don't i think it's I think it's kind of silly to be so rude and aggressive, I guess towards Jacob, who is basically just kind of saying like oh yeah there's just kind of this crazy story like who is he what is he supposed to know is true and what's not true like I don't I don't blame Jacob for just kind of sharing something that he thinks is interesting or is trying to impress a girl because I don't know if Jacob even considers any of this to be true at this point like I mean I don't know I don't know I'm just doesn't
1: because you remember in Twilight like Bella makes very clear that he's like rolling his eyes he's like embarrassed by it
0: yeah. So to him it's just like a fun story to tell. So like for ever to be like, well, now I'm just gonna kill everyone because of it, it's like Jacob doesn't really know any better. So it's not it's not fair to punish an entire, basically like race and community of people for some silly thing that a literal child did.
1: Yeah, in my brain, it's the equivalent. So Paige and I both listen to the very famous podcast, My Favorite Murder. And they have a segment on there where they do these things called hometowns where people just write in about like a, a crime that happened in their hometown or a weird story from their hometown or whatever. This is like Jacob's hometown. It's like yeah. yeah, everyone thinks the locals are vampires. Like to him it's like a weird scary story, you know?
0: Yeah, what is what is he supposed to know is like how, how I I stand by the same thing that I stand by Bella. If you live in a a world where supernatural creatures aren't a thing, how are you suddenly supposed to be like, oh, well, actually, maybe this is real. Oh, well, maybe there's some truth behind this. Like, I don't blame any of these people for not believing in supernatural beings. If someone told me right now, like, oh, hey, by the way, your weird neighbors are actually uh, mothmen. I'm not going to believe it. It just sounds like a silly story, you know, like I don't I'm not upset that they don't believe in any of this yes 100
1: percent. and edward even says that he's like i guess i shouldn't be surprised that like the kids are the ones who would tell people because they don't believe in it it's like then yeah then why are you being such a like why are you saying that you're gonna go slaughter them i mean it's kind of also- clear for it's clear from like how he dismisses it that he's not going to but the fact that it even crossed his mind is like so disgusting
0: the cross at earth the cross, lol. the fact that it's even vocalized is disgusting he's yep. literally a child
1: Li- yep.
0: I, i'm going to that's my that's my final point is that jacob is 15 you you can't you can't make these decisions on something that a child does yep bella is literally a child too she's 17 so like i also i mean edward's 100 and something something but he's supposed to be 17 I just can't.
1: So he does. Edward does feel a little bit of pity for Jacob momentarily because Bella admits that she flirted with him to get the story out. And Edward is, Edward is just picturing how overwhelming that would be. Then Bella says that she did some research on the internet and then she ultimately decided that it didn't matter. And Edward gets really, really mad about this as we know, basically from Twilight, um, um, he says, you don't care if I'm a monster, if I'm not human, and then this is fucked up what happens next. He says, I started to wonder if she was entirely stable. He starts thinking about, like, getting her psychiatric care, and it's like, (sighs) I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm not, but it's almost like kink-shaming. Like, like, she's into it. Clearly she's into it. What is hard to understand about that? Like, it doesn't make her, quote unquote, unstable, which is a very reductionist term to begin with. But I'm just like,
0: why do you have to be so gross about it? Was this the point that you were where you were getting across when we were chatting on? Uh, yes. Okay. I was like, it was either this part or the part that I mentioned previously. Honestly, both. Yeah, I, you know, Edward is just so, uh, he just so strongly doesn't believe that anyone should want him or be attracted to him, that he has to resort to all of this this ridiculousness. I, I, it makes me sad and angry, like sad that you think that someone needs to seek medical attention because they might be interested in you. Like, that's fucked up, and it's also sad.
1: Yeah, as I have said before, and I'm sure I will say again, get therapy! Get therapy. I know you can afford it.
0: That is an excellent point, and also your dad is a doctor, and i he has so many ins. He could get you the best therapist that's out there, I bet.
1: Yeah, and patient therapist confidentiality, you could literally go in there and be like, I eat animal blood. And also, (laughs) like, they wouldn't be able to tell anyone, because you're not harming anyone. I guess you're harming animals. Is that a thing they have to, probably, because that's, like, a serial killer thing, right?
0: I mean, I think, I think it's more so, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to speak on behalf of serial killers, but I always thought that it was, it was the, like, the reason behind doing it, like the the desire to inflict suffering onto other creatures versus I need this so I don't inflict suffering on other creatures.
1: Right. Right. I mean, would the therapist believe that? I don't know. Also dead that you were like, I don't want to, I don't want to speak on behalf of serial killers. Like, yeah, no shit, Paige. We know.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm against crime and I'm not afraid to say it. Also, can we just, can we just, I switched my part to
1: a middle part recently and no one is commenting on it. I'm mad about it.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. I, I even noticed the part, but to me, it still kind of looked like a side part to me.
1: Bitch, I'm trying so hard to put it like right in the middle. Of my face.
0: Is it because of all the side part shaming?
1: No. Although I heard about that after I started doing it and I was like, huh. Um, it's because, so i I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on the podcast, but I was thinking about getting bangs for a bit. Um, I ultimately decided not to because um, I work out so much and I'm like, I don't want to deal with them every single time I work out. Um, But when I saw my hairstylist last a couple weeks ago, um, she was like, well, before you like do anything drastic, like I think you should part your hair the way that it would be parted if you got bangs to see if you would even like that. And I was like, that's a good point. So she started doing it. And then I like showed it to my friend Grace. And she was like, it makes you look more mature. And I was like, that's a good thing. And then I heard about all this like, (laughs) shaming. And I was like, Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) That's why I noticed it. And initially, because I part my hair on the side every single day of my life. And I was like, do other people do that too cuz apparently we're getting shame now and i saw your part and i was like it kind of looks like emily's parting it on the side like i think she, i think it might be a side part but i'm i'm sorry for thinking that It now that you're saying it it does look more central that's it <laughs>
1: more central. I know. I'm trying. It's hard because I parted my hair on the side for so long, so I feel like my hair almost, like, naturally falls that way. But yeah, literally no one cares about this. Also, I saw a tweet today. I think it might have been Stephen Ray Morris that tweeted it. But he was like, to any millennials that are upset about, like, the TikTok shaming or whatever, it's like, why do you care what a 17-year-old thinks about you? And that is a valid point. Also, I just want to say I don't care what a 17-year-old thinks about me. I already know I'm a fucking idiot, and we all are, so it's fine. Join me in my idi- idiocy.
0: There are so many people my own age that judge me, and there's so many people who are older than me and younger than me. I, you know, being being the, the class clown, I signed up for, like, bringing attention to myself to divert the attention from the things that I'm self-conscious about to the things that I like more about myself. So I'm all, I'm always hypercritical and hyper aware of all of the things that people don't like about me. So at this point, I'm just like, I already know. You don't have to tell me. And you know, if you don't like it, you don't like it, but I can't afford to buy any new jeans besides my skinny jeans. I make $13 an hour. So I like, I'm wearing the pants that I have, my friend. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Talk to me when you graduate college, you general Zers, and you have 90k of student debt. I mean, you're gonna, and I'm sorry. That's fucking predatory, but it's just like, your priorities change, is all I'm saying. Also, Paige and I are in a weird, like, like, and, like, a lot of our friends, obviously, are in a weird place because we are – and this sounds so, like, that, but we are really the youngest millennials because the millennial cutoff is 96. I was born four days before 1996, and Paige was born in 96. So it's, like – it's weird because, like, I feel like we don't really belong to either because, like, most millennials are, like, homeowners, married, kids, and then you Gen Zers are, like, cool, hot – everything I wasn't when I was your
0: age. And I'm just like, what am I? Who am I? And so (laughs) what this adds up to is that we don't own a home. We're not married and we're not cool. (laughs) Exactly. And we have like, we're used to that. So what I'm saying is go
1: ahead and keep dragging us. If it makes you happy, that's fine. I don't care. It's not hurting my feelings.
0: I, I, I was reminded of this when you were telling the story and I, this might kind of change the subject, but I just wanted to say um, a couple listeners messaged us um, when I got my job to say congrats. And I just want to say thank you to all those listeners who sent nice things. I re- I saw it and it really made my day. So just thank you everyone. I know that wasn't relevant at all, but it just reminded me of it. And I did want to say it at the beginning and then I forgot until right now.
1: <laughs> it's, we are so fucking happy for you, Paige. All of us are. Thank
0: you, everyone. Is this podcast even about Twilight anymore? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. Mortuary science. People who are dead. People who are alive, but also dead. Vampires.
1: I love that. I love that segue. hmm hmm So, once the truth is out, Bella has all these questions. Um, for Edward, as we know about. She asks, like, how long he's been 17, and he says a while. And then he shares that he can't sleep. And then this is the quote on the back jacket that we read when we first started reading Midnight Sun. So dramatic. Also, I have a note that just says so much, quote, unquote, breathed. Like, I feel like every time Edward talks in this chapter, it's like, I breathed.
0: (laughs) Like, were you, though? Because you spent a hundred pages previously talking about that you don't need fucking oxygen. So, what is it, Edward? Did you breathe or did you did not breathe? I don't know. It's so stupid.
1: Um, so, after they have, like, this whole sleep conversation, um, Edward's like, aren't you gonna ask what we eat? It's, like, so fucking snotty. Um, and Bella says, you know, Jacob says that you didn't hunt people. And Edward says, like, don't let that make you complacent, though. Doesn't he say that? Or he might say that later, but...
0: He does say that.
1: Um, oh, he does say that. <laughs> I've read this so many fucking times. Not this, but, like, Twilight.
0: I was going to ask, are we getting close to when um you de- it was cut off when you read it originally?
1: Yeah, I was going to mark it for you, I think... So we are on page, well, this chapter ends on page 218. The cutoff is on page 261. So, okay, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after that, I've only read everything once, and it was very fast and feverish, so I don't remember everything. So it'd be kind of fun for me to reread it, too. Um, so Edward actually ends up, well, this isn't the part, but he does end up making her cry because he just keeps saying, like, it's a mistake for you to be here. Like he, Bella admits that like she was worried about him when he was gone from school because of the sun and it made her anxious. And it's hard because like, not hard, but it's a little harder because you see Edward's point of view when you're reading this and you're like, Oh, like he thinks he's doing the wrong thing. So you're like, I get why he's like, continuously repeating, like, I am dangerous, please understand that. But it's also like, well, then let your actions reflect what you're saying,
0: you know? Yes, I feel exactly the same way.
1: Also, um, there's, like, just the whole thing that's happening here on page 205, especially when he's, like, talking about living on tofu and soy. I just feel like if I was Bella, I'd be having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> like Talking to someone who's, like... Yeah, we drink animal blood, and it mostly does the job, but, like, not really. I'd be like, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) I think Bella has transcended the what the fuck, and it's just like, yep, same old shit as always. I mean, not really. I mean, this is kind of all brand new information, but I feel like in her head, she's like, yep, I signed up for this. Yep, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yep, for sure. Yep, I'm fine. I mean, I know that we get Bella's perspective, and she doesn't really, like, she's not too freaked out, but... I don't know. I would be freaked out, like you said. Yeah, that reminds me of, so I had a personal trainer for, like, five
1: or six years off and on in high school and then part of college. But the worst thing they ever made us do, do you know what a leg press is?
0: Um, Is that the one where you're, like?
1: Yeah, your legs are, like, on a platform and you're laying down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that, except your legs are not that high up. That'd be insane. Uh- <laughs> Paige just demonstrated it, and it was a little off, but the, the thought was there. Um, So they used to make us do it where we would have to hold. So you would back into position, so your your legs were at a 90-degree ankle, and then, like, with all the weight in your quads, essentially, you would have to hold it there. Kind of like, a, like an opposite squat. Kind of, except harder. Like, it was the hardest thing. Like, I'm a very athletic person, and it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I, we, people would scream – like people would literally scream bloody murder when they were doing it and so it got to a point when I was doing it with my he was like my third trainer that I had there because it wasn't always the same person but when I got older and I was in college I had this guy named Ryan and he I would be like he'd be like okay it's time for leg press holds and I'd be like okay well I'm just gonna transcend my body and I legit would close my eyes while I was doing it and I would just like float above myself <laughs> and He would talk to me, and I'd be like, I'm not listening to you. (laughs) I'm not a human anymore. I am just a soul. (laughs) That thing down there, that's my mortal body.
0: (laughs) Just a cusk. Wait, cusk? I was thinking cocoon and husk at the same time.
1: Cusk.
0: That sounds like, I don't know why, but it made me
1: think of, like, cuckolding. (laughs) Cuckolding. Anyways,
0: what was the point you were going to make? Well, <laughs> so it's on page 204. It's towards the bottom. It's basically when Edward is kind of explaining the agreement he him and his family have with the Quileutes. It reads, I don't understand. No, she didn't. How to make her see. We try, I told her. We're usually very good at what we do. Sometimes we make mistakes. Me, for example, allowing myself to be alone with you. Her scent was still a force in the car. I was growing used to it. I could almost ignore it, but there was no denying that my body still yearned toward her for the worst possible reason. My mouth was swimming with venom. I swallowed. I kind of, I, you know, in the beginning, in the very beginning, this was all Edward could talk about was how much he wanted to kill her, how much he wanted to taste her sweet blood or whatever. It it, It's all he ever thought about, talked about. It was a huge driving force. But now there's so... I mean, it's still kind of important, but now he has his other focuses that he's working on that I almost kind of forgot that she smells so delicious to him. So it's just interesting to see that he is actually doing a pretty good job suppressing the the urges that he's having like he does bring it up every now and then like oh my throat burned oh this and that like if you compare his language at this part of the book compared to like in the first 45 pages it's very very different
1: yeah that's a really good point and I'm glad you brought that up because it actually segues pretty good into my next point so I was going to ask you on page 207 you know they're kind of just having this like what I already mentioned is not like a fight, but like he makes Bella cry because he says like she shouldn't care about him. And so Edward is kind of thinking to himself, like, are you happy now? Like he's asking himself that. And he's thinking about how Bella cares for him too. And he's saying like, I knew it could be nothing in comparison to how how I loved her. Um, But still she cared enough to risk her life to sit here with me to do so gladly and then he says, like, he says something along the lines of, like, I guess I don't love her enough or, like, to to do the right thing and leave her. Do you think it's a question of, like, him loving her enough that he's still here? Like, do you think there is an upper ceiling that he hasn't reached yet that would make him do the what he believes is the quote-unquote right thing?
0: I don't know. My heart tells me no my heart tells me that he loves her or so he thinks he loves her like a a lot right now. And I feel like if he loved her more, it would be that much harder to keep himself away. I mean, there was a point where they weren't even talking and he's still in her room every night, making sure she's safe, you know? So like if, if he reached the upper echelon of love and commitment and compassion, I'm kind of afraid to think what, what he would do. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe that is him staying away from her, but I don't know. My heart tells me that if he, if he did reach some high level of love that, I don't know, he would like burn a building down. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's weird too, because he's constantly talking about how much like this love has changed her and how it will never like, go away because he's such, like, an unchangeable creature. I don't know. I'm just, like, I don't know. Like, knowing everything that I know, even, I'm, like, I don't know if I believe that. Like, I feel like people are always changeable, you know? But at the same time, one of my favorite Fall Out Boy lyrics is, um, seasons change, but people don't. I don't know. I'm not trying to get all deep, but I'm just saying, like, I think the way people feel about things and people can change, I don't think their like inherent natures can, but that's a whole nother conversation.
0: I think you're right i I'm also just impressed that you know it's it's been emphasized a lot in this book that Edward has been so sullen and moody for like ninety years. That now he is so different now that things are so different. His life just seem he just seems so much happier. Like this and this, that I mean, over time things can change. You know, like people do have that ability to like do different things. I don't know. Just I think it's possible.
1: Yeah, it's funny because my next note was actually, and this is I'm reading directly from my notes kind of hard at this point to see how Edward gets to where we know he eventually gets, because he's always just saying, like, I think what I was referencing specifically was on page 211. um, When she's like getting out of the car and he like leans close to her, but he's like, I can't be close to her. You know, he's always having these thoughts, like everything I do is like wrong. Like everything, every step further I take is more dangerous for her. So like, you know what I mean? Like in your brain, having not read this, how do you think he gets to the point where he's like
0: kissing Bella, blah, 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 whatever? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just like, like he, it just seems like he, it seems like he loves her so much already that it just, it's hard, it's hard to even imagine what's going to change to make him be like, okay, well, I can, I can do this if I, if I do this, you know? I mean, he does clearly redeem himself in the end, with all of all of this shit talking towards himself that he does, he clearly saves her life, like her her humanity, in sucking the venom out and also not killing her at the same time. So all of all of what he says about himself in my eyes is redeemed in the end when he does that. Um, but how he gets there is a mystery to me. <laughs>
1: I'll use my catchphrase. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we're kind of um, where they get back to Bella's house and she gets out of the car and at then I think this is kind of sweet. I've done this. I mean, not because I was like madly in love with someone, but he drives around just like thinking about stuff and like just absorbing the night that he's had, which I thought was just, like, very human of him.
0: Very human. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely done that, or I've made myself not fall asleep so that I can keep, like, thinking about the things that had happened that day that I really liked, you know? I mean, that's clearly not anything he could do, but. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know what you mean. It's the same. So, as Edward is, like, spending time by himself, he, like, it kind of comes out of nowhere he remembers Lanny and how much he wanted to kill him and the other guys so he's fighting that urge off again and he has like like, I don't even want to call this like a noble thought because it's really the fucking bare minimum but he does for once in his life consider something other than himself and Bella he's thinking about like Angela and Jessica and he even mentions the waitress and the hostess from the restaurant he's like if we don't do, if I don't do something, like, this guy could hurt someone else who's innocent, who, like, has someone who loves them.
0: I think you're right, but in my head, it kind of sounded like an excuse to me to justify his own desires. Like, don't get me wrong, he's right that it would keep other people safe, but I'm like, you were thinking about murdering that guy so many times this night. Is this really about them or is it about you? Well, Good question what do you think carlisle did i don't know that's a, i literally i don't know because carlisle to me seems like he wouldn't kill people so I'm like what would be punishment that would leave an impacting lesson that also still maintains The humanity? I don't know. Is it explained later? Will we get an answer?
1: Yep, next chapter. Beginning of next chapter.
0: (sighs) I like to think that maybe he, like, hog-timed them naked somewhere. I don't know. Just for fun. I know that that's probably not it, but I I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, yeah, not to argue with you, because you obviously don't have all the information. I feel like you will feel differently about Edward's actions after you find out what happened.
0: Okay. That's all.
1: Okay. That's all I will say.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I Lanny's obviously a horrible character and I don't like him and I think that Edward is completely right in wanting to protect other people, but it's just really hard for me to think that like, oh yeah, this is just for other people, for sure. Yeah, this is just about that. It's not anything about what you were talking about earlier in the chapter, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Like it is a way for Edward to like
1: exert his desires on like what he had wanted to do
0: to Lanny. Yeah. And, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine with, you know, someone learning a lesson. I'm pro it. I'm just, you know, I'm always critical of Edward. So I'll always find a way to argue.
1: (laughs) I know you will. That's why we keep you around. (sighs) Otherwise it would just be me talking to Mila and her not saying anything back.
0: Tina pushing the door open to no one.
1: <laughs> Oh my god so yeah we've kind of already talked about this but Edward gets back and he has a brief conversation with Alice um that I thought happened in the last chapter lol um I do want to say I feel like it'd be hard to be Alice she feels so bad about like everything she's like I'm sorry I should have been paying better attention it's like I see where she's coming from, but at the same time, it's like, you can't have, like, you have to live your life, like, you can't have tabs on everyone all the time, you know?
0: That would, I, I was thinking the exact same thing, like, I can't imagine how guilty she always must feel, and I mean, to be fair, what's probably the last mortal that they've cared about, you know, this whole time, but, I mean, even still, I'm sure she has the ability to see the outcomes of other people if she wanted to, you know? So just like the all the crazy things that you could see happening, like how guilty you must feel. Like at at some point you have to be like, that's not my responsibility. Like things are gonna happen to other people regardless of if I'm involved or not. But especially with someone who you do have some sort not not necessarily yet, but kind of an intimate relationship with. I I can see her feeling bad, but also at the same time like you you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel bad. Not everything is your responsibility, and you shouldn't feel guilty about it.
1: Right. Like, I feel like a lot of credence is given to Edward's whole, like, I have to drown them out, or else it's, like, overwhelming. Like, mm-hmm. imagine how Alice feels. Like, I would feel so guilty all the time being, like, like, seeing someone, like, take a left turn in front of traffic and die. You know, like, all this stuff that I would want to predict, but you can't do all that all the time it's impossible like obviously you could try but it would like consume your whole life
0: imagine all of the sorrow and secondhand embarrassment she felt on the day when three people asked bella swan to the dance and all three were told no yeah
1: and that's like a minor 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 situation compared to like everything that happens in the world yeah It's crazy. I feel bad for her. Although it is a little bit comical that like what she was thinking about was what Jasper was going to (laughs) get for her anniversary, which is like, I'm actually kind of glad because once again, these are all teenagers. Like I know they're 100 years old or whatever the fuck, but it's like, they're still kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also that is her life. Like that's the life that should matter the most to her is her and her significant other so I don't blame her for focusing on that and trying not to think about it but maybe I will maybe I'll just take a peek you know like that I you should be interested in that and that should be a priority for you because it's your life you know
1: yeah definitely I just love Alice
0: yeah
1: yeah like we both do
0: I I saw a TikTok of or maybe it wasn't even a TikTok, maybe it was just a video of someone cutting their bangs really horribly. And they were like holding their hand over their forehead and it just said like over the hand, like inspired by Alice Cullen. And then they took the hand away and the bangs were like one inch long. And I was like, I have no memory of what Alice really looks like, but it seems right. <laughs> I don't remember her having one inch bangs. <laughs> It was, it was like a hair fails video, so I think it was just kind of like poking fun, like, oh, yeah, this totally looks like Alice, even though it doesn't, really. Oh, okay, that's funny.
1: That reminds me of whenever I'm on Zoom meetings now or Teams meetings, which is every fucking minute of my l- living existence. I am so embarrassed by my eyebrows. I used to get them waxed, but now, but then I, in college, I switched to getting them threaded because the wax is really hard on my skin. It makes me break out, and threaded doesn't, but... The thing about getting your eyebrows threaded is it involves someone else's mouth because they put their, like, everyone that I've ever had it done, they put the thread in their teeth and then they, like, do it like this. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. They're really talented. Like, it it takes a lot of skill to do it, but I'm just kind of like, ugh. COVID. So I have not gotten my eyebrows done since before COVID. So literally I'll be on Zoom and I'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. And to the listeners, I'm literally just sitting here covering my own eyebrows. Like I look
0: insane. <laughs> I love it. It's bad,
1: bro. It's real bad.
0: I might recommend this to you. Um, Back when I was on Accutane, I could not get my eyebrows waxed because you're shedding so much skin that you, you cannot get yourself waxed or like a chemical peel because it can rip off more layers of skin so they just tweezed my eyebrows which obviously is painful but it got the job done
1: I'm gonna be a big baby right now I cannot deal with the tweezing like even when you get your eyebrows threaded they tweeze at the end and it like it is excruciating to me I think it's more the anticipation of it that I'm like I know they're gonna be pulling things out one by one so I like tense up yeah. Like I'd rather just have it one and done, just get it done. <laughs> and they like one, two, three. Oh my god, I fucking hate it. Although those people who got their eyebrows tattooed, they won.
0: They did. I just always worry about like, what if the te- or what if the eyebrow trends drastically change? It's like, oh, actually, eyebrows need to be shaped like a circle now, or you look like a square.
1: I guess laser removal. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um. So Alice tells Edward that Bella will be fine while he goes and runs this errand that he has to run. So Edward goes in and finds Carlisle and says, you know, can you come with me and take care of it so that no one else will be harmed? And Carlisle is like, he says, she's very good for you, isn't she? So much compassion, so much compassion, so much control. I'm impressed that just kind of made me happy. I don't know. It's always good when, like, the people that you're dating or just really close friends with, like, bring out the better side of you, you know?
0: And also, I feel really positively about Carlisle at this point and just having him say nice things about her. And he has nothing to – he has nothing to gain by saying these nice things. Like, he's not – I feel like that's genuine. Like, he's not saying that to her face. He has nothing to lie about or any reason. I just, I don't know. It just was nice. Yeah. It seemed genuine.
1: Yeah, Edward's honestly really lucky that, like, I mean, I don't want (laughs) to... Lucky is maybe a bit facile of a word, but, like, that he spent the first part of his vampire life with Carlisle because he, like, imagine if you're a mind reader for the first time in your existence... And you're with someone that, it's like, it's normal, like, has mean thoughts sometimes. I'm sure Carla has mean thoughts, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like in terms of the first person whose mind he ever read, he locked out.
0: Yeah, it was someone who wanted him. Someone who wanted to love him as a son, you know?
1: Yeah, and just in general was, like, a genuine person, I feel like. hmm yeah. So, they drive to Port Angeles super fucking fast, as we mentioned in our intro, and, um, there's this weird moment where Carlyle is thinking about, you know, Bella and how he's good, how she's good for Edward, and then he pictures Bella as a vampire, and it literally says, flinched away from the image. And I have to say, that was hypocritical. I'm like, you flinched? The creator of six fucking vampires flinched? Excuse me? Actually, I shouldn't say six, so he created Edward Esme, sorry, <laughs> like blanked out there for a second rosalie emmett right so four because he didn't create alice or jasper they came to him to his family later yeah he grand created emmett no he didn't create emmett
0: okay never
1: mind he was scared that she was gonna mess it up so she carried him back
0: okay I, i suppose it was hypocritical but i i imagined him flinching because Edward was having such a visceral reaction to it. Like, almost like he was reacting because he knew that Edward was going to be upset about him reacting to it. Yeah. Or him even thinking about it.
1: Yeah. That's fair. And he goes on to say, Edward deserves happiness. He's owed it. So, it's clear he just wants what's best for Edward. Yeah. So they get to Port Angeles, and... Edward essentially drops Carlisle off. Well, he not really, because he gets out of the car and just runs back to Forks. So we don't know, as we said earlier, we don't know what Carlo does to Lanny. And, of course, Bell, or Edward gets to Bella's house. I just want to say he's so wholesome that Charlie is dreaming about fishing. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, And then there is this weird end to the chapter that Paige mentioned earlier. So... Edward is just sitting in Bella's room, like contemplating things as he does. It's his favorite hobby is contemplating things, Um, which I can relate. (laughs) Um, And he's thinking about how Carlisle, like he just basically says he wants to be the Edward that Carlisle thinks he is. He doesn't believe that he is, which I'm like, "Eh, you are, but okay, whatever. Um, But also you're still kind of a fuck boy, but it's fine. Um, so then he like starts thinking about fate, and he's basically like, someone like Bella really deserves someone like a guardian angel to counteract this. He he has personified her bad luck as like a hag. Isn't that what he says, a hag?
0: It's, I'm pretty positive, yeah.
1: Um, so he's like, why isn't there like, it's it's almost like obviously it's not Buddhist because he's literally picturing a guardian angel, but in a sense it has almost that like karmic kind of like, he almost believes things. He almost believes things should balance out for Bella. Um, And he's like, you know, she's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. She has this insane attraction to me and, you know, had to end up here where I was. And then all this bad stuff happens to her. But Then he almost is, like, having a weird crisis of fate because he's, like, he genuinely believes that there should be this balance. And he's, like, if there is a guardian angel watching over Bella, they're a fucking idiot because they're not doing their job. And then he says, I guess I'll have to do it. He literally says, a guardian vampire. There was a stretch. And then Bella says his name in her sleep. And the last sentence of the chapter is, I shoved tragedy aside for the moment and let myself be happy again. What do you think about this whole discourse?
0: It just, it had the same overtone that the past few chapters have had that Edward just can't accept that that there's supposed to be something between the two of them. Like, they can never be together that nothing nothing good can come of any sort of relationship between the two of them and it's just it just seems so obvious especially on page 218 that he is quote unquote supposed to be the one protecting her but oh but it shouldn't be me but I mean I guess I'll fill that role like I it just, it just strikes me, this whole thing strikes me as, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not good enough, you know, I, and I never will be, but I guess I'll do what I gotta do, like, I don't know, it's just like, it's just like, Edward, just, it's okay, it's, it's fine, Edward, or Bella's fine with it, like, you don't need to be so hard on yourself.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I
1: just wish Edward would take more than two seconds a day to be happy,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well like he spends he spends a page talking about that there should be someone here being Bella's guardian angel while he's literally in her room there to protect her while she's sleeping. Yeah, he's like killing spiders and like <laughs> I just I'm I'm like it seems like you're kind of filling that role even before you kind of realized you were filling that role. And now you're denying that you're filling that role while you're also still filling that role. I don't <laughs> know what you want me to say. <laughs> Amen, sister.
1: Well, next week we're going to be covering chapter 11, which is called Interrogations. So what do you think is going down in this one?
0: Ooh, this one, I I feel confident in my prediction. This is going to be some Cullen family drama. I feel like it's going to be the Cullens being like, yo, what's up? What happened? What's going on? And like you said, they're going to kind of explain a little bit as to what happened with Carlisle. So there's already going to be sort of an orientation with the Cullen family. So I feel like it's going to be people asking what's going on. What are we going to do now? How are we going to move on from this? Edward, what in the heck were you thinking? (laughs) Amen. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited.
1: (laughs) Me too. All right, y'all. I think that's all we got for you today. Um, For our patrons, Paige and I were talking before we started recording. Um, We do think we figured out a way to um, have a live for you guys. So we will be messaging you with the details on that. And if you want to get involved on that and see me and Paige just drinking and talking about random shit um become a patron you can do it for literally one dollar um if you're not in the position to do that we totally understand um while i'm on the subject please please donate to the Quilliet move to higher ground movement and project it is at mthg.org as we talked about in this chapter like the Quilliets are real people that need our help
0: can i pose a can i pose a a suggestion maybe Mm -hmm. if you donate to quill, you move to higher ground, and you show us a little maybe like a confirmation email. I think that those people should be included. I think that I think that our our patron exclusive things could be extended to people who also donate to worthy causes.
1: Absolutely, I 100% agree with that, and I'm I really love that you said that.
0: So yes,
1: if you show us like a receipt, um, we've donated to them before, and we just got like a normal, I think it was like an email receipt, or even when just your confirmation page when you like paid. Yeah, just send us that, and we'll get you the deets. And yeah, we're on social media. You know where to find us. Tuesdays are for Twilight on Instagram and Tumblr. Twitter is Taft Pod, T-A-F-T Pod, as in the president. William Howard Taft, and you can email us at tuesdaysrfortwilight at gmail.com. And if you're looking for our Patreon, that is patreon.com slash tuesdaysrfortwilight.
0: Paige, you got anything else? I just want to say this is super important all the time, especially during COVID, but also regular time too. And I think it's something that people really overlook. And it's something that I feel like I'm kind of like a little bit crazy about but I just want people other people to keep it in mind make sure when you're washing your hands you get underneath your fingernails because that's really important there's a lot of bacteria under there it makes your nails look cleaner and you know what it's good for you
1: this has been a PSA from a Twilight podcast (laughs) we will see you next week for chapter 11 of Midnight Sun bye guys
0: bye Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, danimal6 underscore on Instagram.